Hello everyone, and welcome to my podcast, which is called Steps to the Spirit. My name is Chuck, and we're now in Season 2, and this is Episode number 32. The name of this episode is Keeping Vigilant, Part 1. So, in our last episode, we finished up with Step number 9. And now, we're going to begin our speaking about the last three steps. And I mentioned in the uh, introduction or for this episode, this chapter to my book, actually, let me tell you about the book, because this is what, I've written, what, three books, but this is what I've been calling my real book. And the name of the book is the same as the name of this podcast. It is Steps to the Spirit. I'm hoping for the book to be out before December. And I would like to, I want to give some copies to people, friends and family for Christmas presents. And the first publication will probably be hardcover for a change. And then I expect to do another publication in softcover. And both of those will be on Amazon.com. So in the book, I, I've told you already that I'm now legally blind. And I thought for a while that this podcast was actually the kind of the, the solution to not being able to write. It's really difficult for me to write on the computer. But then I thought, I really, really want to write this book because I think it, it, I really want to tell everybody about how great these 12 steps are and how much they can change your life. So I figured out a way to do it. I had finished about four or five chapters and I thought, if I can write the introductions to the chapters, the first three, four, maybe five pages, I can add these transcripts and that will make it so that I don't have to actually do a lot of writing. I have to, when I have the transcripts transcribed into uh, a Word document, I really still have a lot of work to do because the transcripts just aren't that accurate to what I've been saying. But anyway, that's the way I'm handling it now. I expect the book to be out, say, in December, and I sure hope that you'll be looking for it. So, the first three steps in the 12-step program are kind of referred to as who knows what. I, I thought I heard about some word that was used to describe the first three steps, but I can't think of it, and I don't have a clue of what it was. So, I came up with the idea of the first three steps being the steps of grace. The next six steps, steps four through nine, are usually referred to as the action steps because we have to do something pretty much physical. We have to write down our list uh, in the fourth step, speak to somebody, speak to God, speak to ourselves and another human being in the fifth step. Uh, And then we have to start writing again in the eighth step to make a list of people we've hurt. And in the ninth step, we have to actually go and talk to those people 
and try to make amends for what we've done in the past. So now we come to the last three steps, 10, 11, and 12. And these are usually referred to as the maintenance steps. Because, well, by now, we should have a pretty good grasp of our spiritual program. They say in the literature that by the time you get to the 10th step, many people don't even consider their addiction as being a problem anymore. Now, I'm not saying that the addiction is completely gone, especially for alcoholics, and that's the one I'm mostly um, mostly familiar with. I didn't do much in the way of drugs, but alcohol I do know quite well. And I would go along with the general opinion that I, I haven't thought about taking a drink in many years. Uh, but the actual alcohol part of that is gone. But I always keep in mind that there is a physical proponent to, to, to that. And it, I believe, remains active physically in my body. So I believe that I'm not going to get well and be able to go out and have a glass of wine with somebody. I believe that any time I would happen to take a drink of alcohol, I would be really in big trouble. So anyway, here we are at the maintenance steps. And step 10, and this is what the step says. And please remember, these are my versions of these steps. Mostly, I take most of them from the first edition of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, but I change them to be more personal to me. The original steps say, we did this, we did that, our. But for me, it's, it's easier for me and more personal for me to say, I. So here's my version of the 10th step. I continued to take personal inventory and when I am wrong, promptly admit it. And if you've been listening, you know by now that with each step, I associate a gift from God. I think all of the steps are a gift from God, but I associate a, a special gift for each one of the steps. And with this step, the gift I associated with is the gift of perseverance. So, the tenth step, and you'll know this if you have been doing the program or have been following along or trying to do the steps yourself. The tenth step is pretty much a continuation of the fourth step, which says, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. Now that had to do mostly with all of those things, all of those defects of character, all those shortcomings that I had, over my years and years of drinking. Uh, and not only drinking, all during those previous years before I decided to be honest with myself and do the steps for real, all of those years, whether I was drinking or not, I was, well, bluntly, pretty screwed up. My, my ego was pretty much in charge of everything. And my whole life was one of trying to take care of myself, trying to protect myself, trying to look good at, at 
anybody else's expense because my ego was telling me that I was the one that was in jeopardy all the time and I was the one that had to be protected. So in the fourth step, I looked at my behaviors up to that point and wrote them all down and decided because of, again, I, I continued to go back to the first three steps, but especially because of step two and step three. I came to believe that God would help me. And I made a decision to turn everything over to God. If you have been there, if you have made that personal, all-encompassing spiritual yes that you've said to God. Yes, God, I love you. I accept your love for me. And there's nothing that I want more than to be with you. If you have done that, and if you believe what is said in the 12-step program, which is words to the effect of, what an order, I can't go through with it. And that refers to all of those steps that we have to do. But then it continues to say, but there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. So I know I sound like a broken record, but these steps were put in this order uh, for a reason. And that each step builds on the step before. And by doing and living and surrendering to those first three steps, it makes the next steps that are coming along much more palatable, much more easy to handle, and we feel so much stronger. How could we not feel strong when we have, we feel God on our side? So what I'm going to do every day with this 10 step is, not every day, <laughs> let me take that back. I don't do, a lot of people suggest to, to every day, maybe if you pray at night, uh, at some quiet time, maybe before retiring, you look through your day and see, uh, are there things that I'm kind of falling down the, on the job on? Are there character defects that are starting to rear their ugly little heads? And did I treat somebody badly today? Uh, did I lie to somebody mostly because it's my old way of behavior. And even though God has forgiven us for all of those past things, we are still human. We don't get rid of them. It's not like tabula rasa. We still have them, and they're still apt to pop up every once in a while. So I happen to do this periodically, let me say that. And I think about what have I done, especially something that I've done usually during the day is what will trigger this 10th step. And I know then that I have to think about it, not let my ego talk me out of it, and then do something about it. And it's uh, doing something about it, the second part of this step. And it says, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So, and that's where I sometimes get in a little bit of trouble because uh, my ego gets involved. 
Man, I might recognize the fact that I did something wrong, but as soon as I do that, then the ego says, now, wait a minute, May, wait, 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 you're not, you're not really uh, to blame for this. And why go blab about it? Why tell anybody about it? You're okay. It might say, well, you did everything you could. Uh, that person contributed a lot to this. So you really don't have to do, talk to them about it or anything like that. That's the rationalization part of my ego. And, or my ego might say, well, why don't you just put this aside, put it on the back shelf, think about it for a while. And that's the other component of my ego that I have to worry about is procrastination. And I think I say in the book that I can almost picture my ego skipping along down the path, holding hands with procrastination and rationalization and laughing away and having this jolly good time. So I just have to be really careful that those things don't happen in my new life, in our new lives. So thank you very much for listening. And the next episode will be about the second part of uh, step number 10, which is exactly what I was talking about, promptly admitting when we are wrong. Thanks for listening and bye for now.